0: on this week's a slice of golf we're talking about golf on the moon uh we talk about fantasy golf and the start of a competition for us we review tiger and some other documentaries and finally we talk through is golf really booming right now and what should we do next it's a slice of golf hosted by myself tim williams me
1: ben Fowlis, and myself chris wright
0: welcome along to another slice of golf the alternative hacker's view of the game. Um, I'm here again with Ben and Chris. Chaps, how are we? Chris, good week.
1: Good week. Yeah, I suppose so. As much as, much as anyone, anyone can be right now, I guess. <laughs> in this time. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've watched a lot of golf, live golf, and I've also watched several golf programs, which I know we're going to be talking about today. So,
2: yeah, exactly. my, my golf consumption has been excellent. Yes marvellous
0: marvellous ben all good with you buddy
2: um yeah for those that, that are listening with this uh is being recorded tuesday evening and um as you all know it is pancake day or it was if you're listening to this at a later date and i slightly overdid it so whilst we're recording this everybody will be because <laughs> earliest tomorrow <so. laughs> Um, So yeah, feeling feeling a little bit sick, but uh, no. Other than that, pretty good. Watched the, a lot of golf this weekend. Consumed a lot of uh, golf social media stuff. So yeah, excited. Done virtually nothing yeah. else this week. Ben, your social media
1: presence has been rife this week. All, everything I like. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's good. I'll share that. Ben's already shared it in 17 different places on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm like,
2: this guy is clearly loving the social media right now. Yeah, uh, got a bit of free time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to so normally we'd go straight in when talking about stuff that's been going on on the tour in the last week or so. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start this episode off slightly differently. This is something I've been reading um over the last week, And something I thought was fascinating. I just wanted to bring out to the masses. Um I'm gonna take literally three minutes or so and talk about, weirdly,
2: golf on the moon. <laughs>
0: Random okay. subject to kick things off, but basically the reason I'm bringing this up was this was a news article that broke, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and basically an imaging specialist has base has gone through and digitally enhanced high-resolution shots that were taken on some of the the original Apollo missions on the moon. Um, now, basically, Alan Shepard, who was the commander of Apollo 14, this is brilliant, by the way. He made a makeshift six iron from a collapsible tool. Uh, which was had been designed to collect rock samples, didn't use well, it for its actual purpose, <laughs> turned it into a golf club to hit booze on the moon.
1: Hey, that's amazing. Did he just decide it was a six iron? Did he just go, this is a six iron? And just, like, <laughs> why, why is he picked six iron? I want to know. I, yeah. I can't answer that question. I
0: <laughs> Maybe it's his favourite club. I don't know. I can't <laughs> answer that one. That's not the that's not the question. <laughs> okay. um, anyway, so there was a total of two shots, right, that were taken by... Uh, by Alan Shepard on the moon. The first one, I regret to inform you, was just a big dirty shank. The first, the first Amazing. golf shot that took place on the moon was a shank, just shanked it straight into a crater. Now the second one, that's ideal if anything. <laughs> the second one apparently hit it flush, and according to his sort of transmissions, it just went miles and miles and miles and miles. Now, through these uh, these enhanced digital scans of the original um, footage, um, this specialist has basically been able to dis- determine how far the ball actually went when he took that second shot. Anyone care to have a guess how far he hit his six iron when it was on the moon?
1: I mean, I mean, he's he's not using an actual club; he's using no. a makeshift club. I mean. I mean, my knowledge of gravitational pull on the moon is weak at best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't I'm going to, I'm going to say a long way. If he said it flash, I'm going to say quite a long way because I would, I would have thought
2: things fly further. Right, well, you are firmly sat on the fence and dithering there. I'm going to yeah, go. Any, with, any, uh,
0: <laughs> any semblance of an answer going on here? Or you yeah. three, three fifty.
2: 350. Okay, 350, 350. I, 350 yards. Was, yeah. See, I was going a little bit further out there and going three quarters of a mile. <laughs>
0: okay. Three quarters in Wow.
2: Zero gravity. I mean, I not Zero idea. gravity. It? It's zero gravity. Well,
0: they don't float off the moon.
2: Next to zero gra- Apparently my uh, moon knowledge is worse than Chris's. But uh <laughs> the It's know, no gravity not, no, it's it, not but, that great, but you know. Yeah. If, you, if you flushed it, you know, it has got underneath it and it's gone. Who's to say it's not gone three quarters of a mile? It's still going around the moon now. It's just still <laughs> yeah. This... yeah, it's just orbiting. All... <laughs> it's a mini well, moon.
0: Well, you'd say who's, who's not to say it went three quarters of a mile. I mean, actually, I am to say, because I've got the answer. Um It went 40 yards. <laughs> <laughs> so his claim that it went miles and miles and miles and miles. Not only, did he, not only was his first shot an absolute jank, his second shot, he was just doing that thing about saying he hit the ball further than you did. He hit it 40 yards. I think That's Chris. I thought Chris has got it switched out when he was going down the line of oh, you know, it's a makeshift club, so it probably hasn't gone that far. <laughs> <laughs> but then he went three hundred and fifty yards.
1: Oh, I, I wasn't thinking quarter of a mile with a six eye, But I thought if he flushed a six iron, he's yeah, forty yards. Wow, yeah, big, big for a six iron that. I I can almost him. I can almost picture him on the moon, just thinking to himself. Whatever happens, I'm going to tell them that I've absolutely flushed it, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and no one will
2: ever know different. I'm telling
1: him I've got I've hit the longest golf shot of all time. Who's going to yeah.
2: Who's
0: going to disagree with me?
2: I mean, having the longest golf shot on the moon is a pretty big, pretty big, uh, pretty pretty big claim to fame. So we'll give him that. I mean, yeah. the shank would have won to be fair. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, his shank went 24 yards. Well, that's probably why he took the second. Right, you can't go out go all that way and hit a big I mean, old shank.
0: I mean, even a shank, a shank, but it only going 24 yards is horrific. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, anyway, a bit, something, bit something a little bit different to kick things off. Right. A little bit, right. trivia. A little bit of trivia. Let's, let's get into it. Um PGA, Pebble Beach. Yeah. Who watched it? Oh, I'm assuming we all watched it because... That's the only semblance of golf content we can get at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who wants to take this one on first? Ben, reflections, thoughts?
2: Yeah, I've wrote a couple of things down. First of all, Maverick McNeely, best name in all of sport. Best name. I think it well, might be. Golf,
1: definitely.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, being called Maverick, you've, you've got a lot to live up to. And I think other the weekend, he certainly lived up to that. Um, last week, watching, uh, oh, it's gone from my head where they were playing, but uh, I thought it might have been a flash in the pan, which worried me a little bit about Jordan Spieth. But him coming back and putting in another solid performance was just so good to see. I think, again, it's you know golf's always better when the big names are, are up and contending. So to see him sort of back, it's um, pretty good. Felt for Nate Lashley. Uh, I do have to admit he was excellent all week and then had an absolute meltdown on 16th green. I'm not sure whether you two both saw it yeah kind of felt from there i've been there turns out he's human so um and then there was quite a little bit of behavior that was frowned upon on the 16th green yeah the putter slam (laughs) yeah putter slam Mm -hmm. by all accounts an audible f-bomb as well a hole before but i mean you can't take anything away from burger it's absolutely clutch Mm -hmm. like nerves are still going down the last Mm -hmm. and to to, f- to finish on an eagle when all he really needed was was a par would have probably have done it I think it's it's incredible really yeah yeah yeah. I um, I, I, I just love the courses
1: like genuinely I just I I just enjoy seeing the the, the golf played there and I think looking well, we've mentioned it before Pebble Beach is definitely one of my courses that I want to play at some point in my life and you just every time I look at it I'm just like oh get me to Pebble Beach so that I can go play there and you know what? I think this scoring on the Thursday. By the way, it's amazing what fantasy league does to your golf viewing, and suddenly you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're paying attention to players that a you would never have even a that you may not even know of. B you're paying attention to players that you you would never normally pay attention to, and C I'm also there going, wait, which course is he on? If he's playing on Pebble today, I need him to play well tomorrow on Swiger. And I'm like, this is nuts. I'm, I'm I'm fully in on golf golf fantasy league. So.
2: I mean, I, I was getting WhatsApps from you. I think what was it like three holes in about Cantley because oh, he just it's, it's, it started well, off on I mean, fire. I'd emailed out. I'd emailed
1: the Sunday Red crowd and I'd mess put in the group. And I was like, "Do you take Cantley's expensive?" And he was expensive that for for that week. Do you take Cantley, or do you just kind of go for an average? The week before, I'd gone for quite an average price point on every player. And he was what was he seven under through seven? I thought, yeah, I've I've fucked up here. I've, I've really <laughs> absolutely should have been in my team. So yeah, I I his golf over the first two three. I mean, the whole weekend was good, but just yeah, unbelievable on that first day. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, so back on the the, the Daniel Berger um, subject really quickly. So. Interesting. He's now he's actually pulled out of the the Genesis Invitational this weekend. Who's that? Um, Has he just been on the lash for forty eight hours?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh yes. He's been having a great time. He's loving life.
1: Or, or the probably the more the the, the more realistic and sensible one would be, what his PR team will say will be something like. Yeah, he now doesn't need to play in that event in order to get the points he needs, or something along those lines. But yeah, he's been on the lash for. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't we all? Um, yes, been on the lash for a few days. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Patrick Cantlay um,
0: has gone straight into my fancy team this weekend. <laughs> okay, okay, great. Um,
1: I'm looking I want to warm, I'll, I'll get some good. little teasers from you guys because I haven't put my team together yet. So I'm okay if you let me know who's who's in your team. That's fine.
0: That's fine. I'll give you a few.
1: I assume you both put speed in yeah, now yeah. that you've just bigged him up. Nope. No. No. Nope. You don't reckon he can do it three weeks in a row? Oh, that's the thing. Not... I, I need a
2: good few months of, of performances before I can start. <laughs> <laughs> before I can start really trusting him, I think. Let's
0: be, let's be honest. He's, he's still not winning. Let's let's be clear. He's still not winning.
1: Sure, but if you're in the top, if you've got players in the top twenty in your team, you're you're loving life. Yeah.
2: I think the big thing for Speef as well, I, as much as I haven't picked him, is he's hitting those putts that, you know, we could only ever dream of hitting. And I think when you when you watch Speef in his pub, he's, he was never great off the tee, but playing those outrageous shots from from the rough and then just hitting those putts where you're like, how is how is that possible? Yeah. I think that's a sign that he's he's feeling pretty good about his game. And what's coming out of his mouth is, is promising as well. Like he's saying himself that he's not felt like this in years, which is it's good. It's good for the game. He's He's saying
1: he's saying a lot of it is physical right he's made changes or whatever do we actually think it's physical or is it just up up here i think i
0: I think it might have started off physical because i think we talked about how he's looking to add more speed power and distance to his game Mm. i actually think it's got to the position where he he's overthinking the physical side of it now he's he's attributing if you like the downfall he's had over the last few years. I think he's just zeroing in on, oh, it's physical. It's I tried I try to change, and now it's all gone skew if. I actually think it's probably gotten into a bit of a vicious cycle that it didn't obviously clearly didn't work from at the start, and you might have tried to make changes, and now he. I think it's I think it's now I I think it's up top because, I mean, yeah, he came back on Sunday, but when you when you when you're, when you're the overnight leader, right, with two shot lead to then play your first three holes on the sun, on the sunday and go to one sh- nap to one shot behind the leader because you've dropped pretty much a shot on every single hole so far that's not to me that's a mental thing that's not physical he's been I taking could be wrong, I'm not tony an expert but so that's my thought
1: yeah yeah i think he's was he's been taking lessons off tony Finau there hasn't
2: he just lead on day 3 mess it up on day 4 crap Right, quick quick question there on this. Yeah. You know, we've spoken about Spieth. He never quite reached the heights of Spieth. Why do we think Ricky Fowler's on the tumble? Because he, he was there at the weekend, but he just, you know, give it four or five years ago. Ricky was, was in contention. He was making Ryder Cup teams. And as much as he wasn't necessarily blowing fields away, he was always there or thereabouts. I've just had a look. He's 66th in the world rankings at the moment. Mm, if you right. said that three years ago, you'd have said, nah, no chance. Ricky Fowler is... You know, I've always I've always been a little bit cautious with Fowler because I never thought he really pushed on and, and really went and won things. But he was still, you know, top ten, grinded them out every week. He's probably so made think, a fair uh, amount of money, to be fair. Yeah,
1: um, yeah know, his 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 putting was was it his putting this weekend. Over the last few weeks, his putting has definitely been weak, and I always kind of I always think of Ricky Fowler with having decent putting, but that might just be me just my 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 view of it but rather than actual stats yeah I, I i don't know he's because
2: it's not he he's never i don't think i can't recollect any time i may be putting my foot in it here i can't re- recollect any time where he's come out and said he's actively chasing more speed you know speeth right. you can kind of put his downfall to that moment where he said look i'm trying to get longer and then it just it just different things started to go wrong whereas fowler just seems to Almost oh, be on un- an unfortunate steady decline, which I don't um, want to see it happen. I don't if
0: it's decline. I think, being brutally honest, I think the the field and the standard of players now is just really, really freaking good. Oh. Um, you, you know, we, we're talking about picking fantasy golf teams, and we're now literally going down a list, and you can go down about thirty guys and be like, yeah. They're all, they're all really, really good. Who I'd probably want to stick in the team.
2: Yeah, um, there, there are. I, I at that, and I was scrolling through it, and there are major winners that I'm just yeah. scrolling past. Like, no, not just not picking them.
1: Yeah.
0: But, I mean, even if you look at you, you look at people like I don't know. Let's look at Alanto Griffin as an example. Now, it, technically, he's not sort of <laughs> he's not one. Big, big, yeah, but you'd still say, you know, his his ranking. I'm, I can I don't know what his ranking is in the world, but right, you know, he'd be in that group of players where you might not be someone you talk about straight away. But if you go down a list of players, you be like, yeah, actually, he's a, he's a good player, Lanto
1: Griffin. <laughs> 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 uh, you know what I think? Uh, God, as we've, as Peter Finch said last week, golf is hard, right? Yeah. And actually, to maintain, to have. One good season after another, after another, after another, after another, to have eight good seasons in a row, 10 good seasons in a row is 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 nuts to think that's even possible. Like the people that do it, you you put them on that next level. And, you know, Ricky's been there or thereabouts for as long as I can remember. Like he, he's, I can't think of a time where I was like, Ricky just wasn't here this year. And currently he's in that space right now, but it might literally just might be having an off, an off few months. But do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it happens do yeah do we read anything more into it i don't
0: know. don't know only time will tell i mean the talent's there but i just i don't know i just think there's so many talented guys guys that are a talented but b guys that can go and win i think that's yeah. that's the other point as well yeah. that i don't know maybe going back you'd have a, cl- a clutch of players who would just who would just come through on the sunday right they would just emerge and They'd have the bottle and and see it through and get it done. I just think there's so many guys on tour that can that can put four days together now um, and be challenging at the end of it. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, I hope he comes back because he's obviously one of my favourites. Yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not in the the TW favourites club. That's still a club res- reserved for two members. Right. Okay. I would say Patrick Cantlay is on the cusp of it though. I did actually oh. send that message to the boys. Really?
1: The, yeah. But did. yeah. Based on his uh, gears, or based on his golf, or or what?
0: It's a bit of both. Part of, is <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, I I just think he's a really good golfer. I think I I enjoy watching him. Um, I do also like his gears quite a lot. I, well, that I, really, I thought
2: he'd be up there for you.
0: Morikawa, no, no, no. Right, rewind, come back. So there are two me- there are two members currently in the favourites club.
2: Come on, Chris, Xander, Z- and Morikawa. Sorry, yeah, really. okay,
0: All I'm saying is that that
2: duo might become
0: a
1: trio very soon no. so you're not booting someone out no no no
0: okay, I'm, I'm all about inclusion mate
1: okay I'm inclusion.
0: <laughs> 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 fine. Got you. Um, final final thing from me about um pearl beach in the weekends a good a good buddy of ours um she messaged us on the final day on sunday because this is brilliant and um i won't mention her by name but basically she she's just a classic Thing that she does which is obviously she saw pebble beach is like i love this course so much straight onto google maps so she's google maps <laughs> the whole course basically and she just looked at first the course and then obviously she's gone on to looking at well i wonder what the houses are like that back onto the course no word of a lie pretty much every house that's a al- lot aligning um or joined even to pebble beach has basically got a putting green in its back garden and not only a putting green pe- a putting green or a hole that is modelled on one of the greens or one of the holes on pebble beach so just you know just when you're you know on a tuesday night listening to us play golf <laughs> there are people in the world who've got mock holes of pebble beach in their back garden so
1: i, so I had a question about this because i was thinking about this do you think because it was if you look at the picture it's literally all the holes all the houses that back onto the course, right? And all the gardens that back on there was what appears to be golf holes or greens in, in that. Do you think that's something that is organised through Pebble Beach? Like, do you think they actually provide that service of creating that? Or is it just literally these are absolute golf fans who just all happen to...
2: I mean, I, I, I'm going to go with, look, you have to be a bit of a golf nut and at least have an understanding of the game to want to live on Pebble Beach. I'm just going to say that they're massive massive golf fans I, mean, I 100 know- I like, I would be <laughs> yeah. like putting that in, that's going yeah. in there yeah so if, you, if, you, if, you, if you, the chances are if you can afford to live in the pebble beach postcode you can probably afford to get your your garden landscape to, to mimic the seventh
0: sure i reckon Not- there's probably a local landscaping company that have absolutely got their business model <laughs> nailed
2: yeah. oh there's a for sale sign let's just drop our uh, brochure in <laughs> I love it. But
1: what about fantasy league teams?
0: How did uh, how did we all do? Um should we, should we, should we move with on him. from me quite quickly?
1: <laughs> um so I um
0: I, I didn't score particularly well um at the weekend um because I, I forgot.
1: Yeah I you, forgot were, you were a no show. You... I was a no-show embarrassing there was maybe 37 messages from ben and i being like dude you've got to pick your team time for a busy
0: week i had a very busy week last week <laughs> <laughs> and, I've, and i've already shot and i've already picked my team for this week so there we go
1: you have you have, and then yeah. so the week before i out of nowhere got a win in the pga and a second place in the european tour absolutely buzzing thought thought to myself i've cracked this i know exactly what i'm doing pick the lineup. By the way, I don't know. I don't know if this is, this is definitely not a thing that you should do. But I, three of the guys that played in my team the week before, I was like, they have earned their spot. They can bring that back, and I've put them in. I put them in the following weeks. I thought, well, they have earned their spot. They can keep it until they fuck up, and then they're out. Uh, <laughs> I've
0: definitely done that this week. By the way,
1: <laughs> didn't work. Um, ben and I did not have a good showing. We did not represent the pod well in the uh, in the Sunday league leagues. How do we?
2: How do we end up, t- uh, Ben? Where we in the in the paper when We were like thirteenth and fourteenth.
1: Yeah, out of twenty, lower, lower table. <laughs> Poor. And, and to yeah. be honest with you, I as I was never in it. I don't think I got into the top ten at any point. I think thirteenth or
2: fourteenth was the highest I got throughout the whole weekend. I mean, so so you pick six players. Three of mine missed the cut. Two of yours <laughs> missed the cut. You're <laughs> never going to be in with a shout when half your team misses the cut. Why yeah, was... not but- it? Uh, riding uh, the Patrick Cantley train the whole way to a 13th place finish. Everyone else yeah. sucked.
1: Siwoo Kim missing the cut crushed me. I thought, come yeah. on, he's been having good times. By the way, players, These are. this is an example. Two players that I would not normally pay any attention to, but for the last few weeks have been loving. Matt Jones, just 60-odd points this week, 60-odd points the week before. Just a very consistent player. Doesn't get any TV time. No coverage whatsoever. Never saw him once. So he's relying on the app for that and kyle stanley also another one who don't see much of on on the tv but again just 70 points this week a few i can't remember what it was week before but just very consistent just i was like if you're going to get top 20s top 30s i'll
2: take that away thank you very much yeah just need to start start being more raucous on the course get them on the tv screen so you can really get behind them (laughs) Yeah, when you're like looking at Sky, going, "Come on, can you just please show me someone that you've never shown before on
1: my TV, so that I can just see how my team are doing? That would be great." Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) I mean, so so this week coming up, I've I've shamelessly. I picked DJ and then went from there. That was basically my <laughs> <laughs> I kind of built everything around having DJ in the team. Yeah. I then I, I, once he was in, I basically just defaulted back to guys that played really well at the weekend. Um, this is probably why you shouldn't choose your team on a Monday. Um so I got DJ in, and then purely off the back of this weekend, I've got Cantlay, Lashley, and McNeely in.
1: Brilliant. Anyone do anything now this weekend? <laughs> Yeah, and we've got, so we've already got okay so there's by the way in the free league for if you're listening I mean if you're listening it will be too late by then for the future there's a free league and a pay league the free one there's like lo- there's always going to be spaces so um, jump on it and come and get involved oh. in the league,
2: Sunday Red group for sure I'll tell you what one player who I am completely avoiding at all costs it's Phil Mickelson can't hear the ball on the planet at the moment oh absolutely. To- <laughs> do, well? do
0: we need to talk about Phil still having an absolute
2: meltdown I just, I, I think we do. I've, I mean, I, I think for me, when I was watching, I was like, "This answers our question that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago." And I'm just like, "Phil, hang up your boots, mate. Unfortunately, the PGA Tour isn't for you anymore." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna.
0: Oh, for those who've not seen it, I'm gonna try and give you a play-by-play breakdown of what happened on the 18th. fella shout if I get anything wrong. I'm always a child. <laughs> Um so basically 18th hole. He was already, I think, it's, I think he was plus, I think he was six over already yeah. by this point. You know, it was obviously a bad day at the races. Picks up his driver, and we all thought, you know, normal reaction nowadays when Phil's got his driver like, oh
1: god. oh god.
2: Oh god. Oh
0: god. There's water, there's water all the way down the left. Where's this going? Absolute howitzer. Straight down the middle. I was like, hey, what is a drive. Here he is. <laughs> Here we go. Um, probably about 300 yards, straight drive right down the middle, perfect. So, oh, that's nice to see. Next shot pulls out his three wood, you know, s- pin seeking, just proceeds to hit the delicious hook straight into the rocks, pinged off into the sea. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's that's why you're, you're six over for this one, Phil. Um, not content <laughs> with that, he then took a drop, um, proceeded to uh, Do exactly the same thing, missed it again, hit the rocks again, into the sea again. Um, another drop, fired it towards the green, hooked it again, and luckily, just about embedded by the side of a bunker again, precariously close to the rocks. Um, eventually, in my head, I
2: was like, which way around missed
1: the. The, which time the, yeah is,
0: sorry he, um anyway i think he ended up making a quad,
2: quad yeah a, it, a,
0: quad? yeah,
2: he, he yeah. Cut out of his glove on as well i think that was a sign Tell of you how. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know how it went <laughs> I, I honestly thought the third one when he hit the third one i thought that's also
1: going in the water this is when does this end i was like please make it stop <laughs>
2: just, he was even anyway give a shit did he he was just like i'm done thank you see you later yeah. You could see yeah. he was done from, this is what I really, I really dislike about Phil at the moment is when, I don't know, I always feel like when he's a few behind the count and he's not playing great and he realises he hasn't got it for that week and he can't make the cut. I don't want to say he throws it, but I actually feel for the players around him in his playing group because you I can agree. tell he's not trying at all. I really agree with you, but can I just stop you there? Because I 100% agree with you. I feel
1: for the other players around him as well. Tim, does that behaviour remind you of anyone?
2: Oh, just... uh, I, I had a <laughs> feeling. <about> it.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, it not only reminds me of someone, it even reminds me of a particular course I've played on with that someone. And Seven... just, being on the court, just being like, oh, come
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I agree with you. When someone's behaving like that, it does bring down the uh, the other people in the uh, in the group for sure.
2: that's why why i've walked off before i'm like i'll let you boys have your day i'm gonna go and sit in the bar (laughs) i had a feeling one of you two would say this i was was like yeah that's bad and i'm like "Yeah, yeah that's bad that's bad on my part but i was watching it like actually this guy's in his 50s he flies a private jet around the world because he's won so many golf tournaments he, like, no. He's a lot worse than what I'm doing. I'm shit. I play off twelve. I, I, <laughs> this guy used to be one of the best players in the world. He just just shouldn't be doing it. By the way,
1: I will say for the, for the for the guys listening, I do feel like Ben is mostly a change guy. I know he had a bit of a wobble over over the winter when it was a bit wet and he just went to his classic. I'll just play the wedge game. Um, but mostly a change guy. But there was a time several years ago where. I was teamed up with Ben and he walked off on the ninth and that makes life really tricky.
2: I would <laughs> say that, that was post-lesson and I had no idea what a golf swing was. And it was going left, it was going right. I was losing balls all over did, the place. No, no excuse yeah, you know I you, hate this.
1: You left your teammate hanging. I, I'm pleased to say that that Ben is a changed man and that has not happened for a long, 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 long time. But uh, yeah. yeah, just when you were describing that, I was like, ah, oh, this does remind me of <laughs>
0: It's always in there somewhere.
1: It's, always in there. <laughs> oh, I'm there. it's all in there. Whenever you're on the opposition team, you're like, "How do I get that Ben out? How do I get <laughs> that out?"
0: <laughs> Mentally feeble. <laughs> anyway, let's 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 move on from digging Ben out. Um, oh, actually, just before we do, so the last last thing to say on um, fantasy golf just before we move on. So what we're going to do moving forward is we're going to actually turn this into a little bit of a running. Competition between the three of us. We're going to keep a tally week by week until the end of uh, until the end of the season. I think we'll probably do whoever finishes highest among the three of us. will give like I don't know three points. Whoever finishes second will get one point. obviously, if you finish bottom of us, us three, you don't get any points at all. Now, at the end of the season, um, actually, what we'd really like is some help from you guys who are listening in terms of what do you think we should be playing for? What should the what should the prize be? Now, I don't want. Let's have nothing <laughs> lewd. We're not doing stupid stuff. We're not going crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking a golf buggy and driving it down the A3. We're talking about, like, you know, <laughs> fairly, fairly, fairly sensible and respectable ideas, please. Whether it be um, playing a particular course where the two the two losers pay for the winners' green fees or something like that. We'd just love to know what do you think we should be playing for. I'm um, going to throw it out there.
1: Let us know. We, we need a budget like i don't i don't what are we what, what are we budgeting this to i don't i don't want a trip to pearl beach would be lovely but i can't afford well actually if you two are paying I, I'm, I'm all right with it but <laughs> um we're probably are we going like, are we going, like green fee of like the london club kind of green like 100 quid are we going a bit less what are we doing let's
0: let's go for about that let's let's put like 100 100 pounds cash.
1: It's got to be under 100 quid. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think so. Let's not get absolutely crazy because, I mean, yeah. as we just heard, my skills of picking might not
1: actually be that. that I'm, I'm not ready for money to win. So are we, are we <laughs> last week into consideration where you were a no-show or is that? You
0: you know, start from this week.
1: Okay. We'll go yeah, from start this, week. From
2: this week. So your victory the other week, mate, unfortunately is scrapped. So I've got my place 16th place. I mean, come on, that would have been gone from the history of it.
0: So, Yeah, let us know. Hit us up on all the Sunday Red channels, um, slice the slice golf channels. channels now, mate. All, all the slice of golf channels now have well. we now have, uh, we now have a, a new Twitter handle. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram as well. Just let us know. Get in touch.
1: Right, in nuts on the socials, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> From I was, going about, I was going to say from the ridiculous sublime, but some of this was all equally ridiculous. So we've been watching a bit of content over the last uh, week in terms of films and documentaries. Um, one was very serious. One was absolutely not serious. Which should we start with? Did we go the serious one or the not serious one first? Let's do serious
1: first. Get the serious one out. Serious right.
0: First. right. So we briefly touched upon this two episodes back about the uh, the documentary Tiger which has recently been released on um, Sky Documentaries. You can get it on all the usual Sky platforms and channels. It's a two-parter. I think the whole thing is is about three and a half hours long in total, Mm. something like that. Um, I think it's fair to say there are some mixed feelings about the film in this group. Um, Chris, I'm going to come to you
1: first on this. Um, Just go for it. Tell me what you thought general thoughts um within however many five minutes of the first episode i was on amazon ordering my uh one-year-old golf clubs uh, because i thought he's already he's already six months behind so i've <laughs> got to sort this out uh, the the first episode was for me and look i know tiger was not involved in any of it right so this is basically they And even there's not anyone really close to him from my understanding of who was in it. it was actually anyone close to them now? It's kind of a lot of people from his past. Uh, but I thought the first episode was... I was like, I, li- I like it. Um, I like this a lot. Um The second episode was really just focused. For me, for, I know a lot of people really did not like the second episode. The second episode was just basically rehashing taking everyone through with what happened is downfall right and i'm just kind of like for me i was like it happened we know this happened i get that you're trying to make it more entertaining maybe like that they're they're being you know they get paid based on how many viewers this gets and it would certainly get a lot of a lot of views i think it'll it'll create a, a buzz but for me i was a bit like yeah i just i don't really i don't really yeah, I was just a bit like meh about it. If I'm using Ben's tiering system, I was just a bit like meh. Like there was some interesting discussion points that I thought people an interesting point of views. But aside from that, it was just kind of like I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. We, he went through this. It, you know, I think for me, what was more interesting is kind of an insight into his well, that it's not really an insight into his psychology. It's more of an insight into what people think his psychology is, if that makes sense. Which I think is again because he's often involved quite loose. But, you know, the fact you never know how much of this is true, the fact is that he was willing to just like completely cut people out of his world, I think gives you an insight into I'm not even gonna say like him, I'm gonna say like I reckon there's elite athletes all over the world that do stuff like this, right? I don't think he's alone in that behaviour. I think he's he what you get from it is a clear understanding of what it takes to be that level. And I think he just did not sway from it. I think early years looked a bit father family led by the looks of it. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode. Second, second episode. I was just a bit like, meh. it was not for me. It wasn't like, I've seen lots of real negativity around it. I'm just like, it wasn't that it happened. We know it happened. We know he's not, a, you know, we know he's human. We know he's not this, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of, that was, that was it really
0: yeah i i completely agree my i watched the first episode and i thought it was absolutely fascinating right to look at um his upbringing and how i suppose if you want to i don't know if you want to call it something else but um, the rigid structures if you like that were in place in his life military um, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a it was basically a military upbringing yeah it was just a military upbringing that centered on golf oh, yeah um So it was fascinating to see the kind of the mindset that he adopted, and um, obviously how everything in his life was geared towards was geared towards golf. But there's some really interesting other elements to it as well. Was the mental aspects of it, which was say um, when he was competing with Phil for the Masters, and just the Harry Harry thought, right, he's taking a three wood, I'm going to take a driver. If I hit this, if I sorry, other way around, Uh, other way around, yeah, Yeah. driver. He was taking three wood, and he's like, if I can hit my uh, three wood let's say 30 yards further than his driver i've got yeah. him and i've beaten yeah. him i've I've beaten him just psychologically yeah. like that is fascinating because that yeah. that's the mindset right that's champion mindset and just relentless relentless um so i thought that was fascinating second episode completely same i completely agree with you chris i just felt it was so 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 overly focused on re- to me it felt like reveling a little bit in his downfall and there was
2: yeah you know, i thought it was slightly ironic the guy came on and started talking about the crab analogy of them you know someone reach into the top of the bucket and then all the other crabs try and bring them down yeah well, quite ironically this is exactly what the whole documentary is based upon
0: 100 percent, because there was something and, and it's, it was quite telling the fact that you know the 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 masters win it, um that that took up all of i would say at most about 10 minutes of this second episode right and this is a two and a half hour long episode and there was a quote towards the end when there was a talking head he said something i think the quote was something along the lines of oh well you know the same people that are reveling in his win here are the same people who were trying to tear him down blah 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 and i was like guys this is exactly what this film is yeah it it, it almost feels like you were so keen just to kind of Show this this guy's descent and his downfall. That it actually felt like you'd made this film like in 2018, and then you just added the Masters win as a bolt on to the end of it. Yeah, like it didn't feel like a it didn't feel like a full kind of arc arc of a story. It kind of felt like here's a guy really strict upbringing, and we're just going to show you how his world fell apart, and we're going to spend ages talking about that. Didn't like it. Yeah,
1: and and, and, and you know what? I I quite liked there was the the guy that was friends. I can't remember people's names. The guy that was friends with his dad at the golf club. And he, he was very much like, he's like, I hold my hands up. I was a terrible role model.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, and, and and I actually quite appreciated that. And he's, because he was one of the guys that took, whether it was genuine or not, but took some level of responsibility and was like, do you know what? Uh, I was not an acceptable role model. I'm looking back. I wish I, you know, I wish I'd been better. And I think everyone else is kind of, tiger's the problem tiger's the problem tiger's the problem there weren't many people that were going you know what I, I i helped create that scenario yeah do you know what i mean and i think it's it's very easy to point the finger and blame and you know we all know we all know like all of us know we're not we're not idiots like we know tigers we know what what's gone on that that film just i think brought people into it as a felt almost a bit like extenders like soap opera style yeah but just without the main character do you know what i mean and i was just like eh. I was like, it would be interesting to, I'd like to hear, or I would like to hear a lot of it from Tiger's point of view, but I'd, I'm again focused on like, I'd love to hear about his upbringing from
2: his point of view. I'd love to hear that.
0: Yeah. Um, ben, I know you've been keen to talk about.
2: Sorry. Yeah, no, I, to... I, I didn't want to jump in and kind of interrupt you because it's, it's interesting to get kind of both your view and also I've, I've got, you know, quite strong views on it. Just, you know, I grew up, idolizing Tiger was the reason why I started playing golf. There's no two ways about it. And I very much, I quite openly admit, I'd put him on a pedestal. I did not like it at all. Um, I thought it was th- a couple of positives. Seeing the, the, yeah, the whole, uh, how he was brought up, I thought was was fascinating. The mindset thing of, of something I was going to jump in when you were talking about it just then, Tim, was where his dad used to like jangle keys and try to put him off in his yeah, back. was just yeah. amazing, just amazing to hear it. Um, and then another positive was from hearing from Steve Williams, his old caddy, because ever since the split, I think not really much has been said, or I'd never really understood what happened or why. And almost Stevie Williams had, had almost been the villain, in, uh, the villain in the piece. And the, it was quite good to hear from him. But that's for me is about where where the positives kind of finished. And I think alarm bells started ringing. You know, whenever the subject of the documentary, distances himself from it, You're kind of like, mm, there's something probably not going to be too well, great
1: about it. But this. can you imagine them saying, ringing up, hey, we're going to make a, uh, a documentary about your downfall and about all the shit that went on in that time period. Are you up for getting involved in that? Well,
2: obviously not. But then that's where I have a problem. Anyone who goes to watch a Tiger Woods documentary, now, unless you live under a rock, you're going to know who Tiger Woods is. If you're going to watch a Tiger Woods documentary, the chances are you're a sports fan if you're a sports fan, you know what he's done. Who, who at all, other than the people that are starring in it, that are just after a payday, I'm going to call it that, who benefits from hearing these interviews? Not him, not his kids, not his ex-wife, not his current wife, not his mum. When they started bringing up the stories about his dad, Um, you know, not himself, not his new caddy. I've just, I was sat there at the end, like, why, why was this made? I don't. I don't really get it. It's just trying to drag Tiger down. Like, I, I'll, I'll tell really you the made. purpose of it. I'll tell you
1: why it's made. Like, like with any print, like the Daily Mail prints bullshit, okay. clickbait articles. It gets eyeballs on on screens, which pays people money to
2: create more shit like that. But I think generally, you know, if you're going to create stuff, I understand there's going to be clickbait stuff out there. But surely you want to make something that, on the whole, is liked. I can't imagine many people stepping away from that being like, actually, I appreciate like, that. Was good. That was a good watch. Because it, it was embarrassing. I, I actually felt, I don't know the guy. Chances are I'm never going to meet the guy. But I felt embarrassed for him because I was like, no one benefits from this. Like, no one benefits. I don't benefit as a fan hearing interviews with the people that, like, not causes downfall because that was, you know, as part of himself. And I'm just like, just why are we not focusing on how great he is or how great he was yeah no it's, it, it. it's a part of the story it is a part of the story I, yeah and if you're creating a documentary about tiger fifty percent of it should not be about the three years where he made mistakes and he spent oh. a lot of time injured it should be about the whole the whole piece me I just I hated it I didn't like the angle of it i grew, I much preferred the one that was made. And was released like a year ago the one that was on sky documentaries the the drip fed one and i just i cannot wait for the like the last dance equivalent because there's going to come a point where tiger participates in one of them and makes an mj-like series and oh. it will be excellent
1: i'm going to disagree with you slightly here i don't think you can
2: just not tell the shit part of someone's story yeah I no agree. no I, i'm not saying that but the focal point of the in my opinion, the greatest golfer in history, you've made 50% yeah. of the whole documentary about his, like, about the bad side to him rather than yeah, the course, other course, 30, 35 years of his life. Yeah, but and of course, all the good moment. stuff's
1: been made already, Ben. As you said, they, re- they made a documentary the year before that covered all of the good stuff. So they filled, they, they weren't gone into that going, why would we create another thing that's exactly the same as the thing that was created a year ago? And let's look at this from an angle that no one else has gone to before. So, I, so I, I think they have filled a gap that people haven't heard that story. Sure, it didn't include Tiger, but people haven't heard that story. And I think it's – important. I do think it's important to tell the shit side of it. We can't just sit here and pretend that, yeah, that didn't happen. Or, like, I think you have to tell that part of the story. You do. Because I think that does – I think it does educate people. I think it – I think what – I've never been and never will be an elite athlete. But I think – it highlights a lot of issues that go on in the sporting world. Like Tiger is not alone. Like Let's let's not, well, I mean, we could talk about footballers and et cetera. Like this shit goes on in, in across elite level sport. And I think you just don't have it. It's just kind of pushed under the carpet, right? And I think this is an interesting, I, as I said, it was a bit meh for me, but it's an interesting approach for me. And I think these stories do need, I do think they need to be told.
0: I think the trouble was, right? I I genuinely think they set off to make the right thing, which was
1: um,
0: a story about a guy who's so driven and so you know everything was calculated, right, in his childhood and his upbringing. It was he was literally designed and um, programmed, if you like, to be an absolute golf champion. Beast. And you're right, and you're and you're right, like that's that's gonna something like that is, is there's always going to be something that unravels because I think you can only be that kind of programmed or that kind of wound up for, for so long. So I think they absolutely they absolutely needed to tell the full story and the kind of the downfall and the controversies and uh, all those things. I don't I think where where they went wrong is it felt like they started off on this mission to make that movie and about halfway through it when they started going into the controversies and the downfall they just kind of went into that but never came back never came uh, back. and yeah. you know you could you know if you've watched Diego, if you've watched the Diego Maradona film right you, you see you know that's another good example of that but that's beautifully done that film in terms of it charts all the kind of scandal or the controversy that came with him but it also still looks at still what the legacy he is you know what's yeah. he left what's what's yeah. happens uh, what happens afterwards how did he leave the sport yeah. um the issue was yeah it never came back from really wallowing and having this warts and all um look at his unraveling and that that was my issue with it i, I didn't
1: think that the kind of, was or
0: like, or yeah yeah
1: you kind of felt like it should be a trilogy right there should be another part there was a part. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah exactly there had
0: been another episode which talks yeah. about Let's say the masters come back, and what his legacy is, and what I, what I he leaves people after him. Brilliant.
1: I genuinely Stop would it. like to hear about his journey since then from a non goal yeah. perspective. I'd like to know what what he's what he's been doing. What like, I genuinely, I think that would be an interesting. I do think that would be an
2: interesting story to tell. But sure. you're right. It stopped, and it was like he's a shit bag. And and that's where I I think the, like the MJ sort of thing, it will either get, you know, it will get him to say yes, and they will have to include warts and all, or it just won't happen. And Tiger knows what happened. Um, It's obvious, obviously knows what happens. And I I think I would like to think he would say, right, yeah, let's do it at some point. I just, I felt like it was too much about, right, let's bash him. Let's drag him down.
1: Yeah, I, I can I can appreciate
2: that, and I can see how that would it, I mean, it did come across that way, but and it like like I said, it is completely part of the story. So we do need to know about it. I just thought, just it just kept going on and on about it, and I was like, come on, move on. Yeah, yeah for
1: sure. And I think the reason you have to talk about it is because a it's it, you have to highlight that 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 behavior is not okay, right? But I think it also highlights, Tim, what you said like someone who puts themselves under that level of pressure is going to break at some point. And I think that that is part of the education process. I, I genuinely believe that that will highlight things for people going, you know what, like I, I need to be more balanced or whatever that looks like or whatever that means for that person. So I, I do think that part is really. To
2: that's one thing. I know it kicked off a whole probably a week and even now discussions between me and my dad about. You know what's the right way? What's the wrong way to, mm. to kind of raise a kid? And when should you get them to specialize in sports and doing this and doing oh, that? You see, uh, that it, that that's a rabbit hole that we've gone down and, and knocked and out. Is, is, there's weeks.
1: a I can't remember which player it is. There's a guy on on the on. I've seen it like twice in the last week, so I know it's a repeat. But there's a uh, I can't. Which player is it? Literally didn't specialize in golf until he was, and he's quite young. I'd say he's. At, 22 now i can't remember who it is i'll find it out um but didn't specialize in golf until he was like 19 he's like he played college hockey ice hockey and he still now trains plays ice hockey training for golf he's like all my injuries started when i stopped playing ice hockey and he's like now i play ice hockey he's like i feel good i feel fresh i hit the ball further he's like he just loves it he's like i was hitting the ball further than everyone at college because i played ice hockey because i built up the rotational power etc He's like, if I can do it on ice, if I can do it on a stable ground with spikes in, on um, happy days. So, yeah, that is that is. This is an interesting conversation for another week for sure.
0: Sure. Um, well, moving on to sort of lighter hearted. There we <laughs> um Another program was aired over. I think it was I think it was back end of last week, which we've all been um, watching and thoroughly enjoying. Um, ben. I want to get your review on this because I, I was in stitches watching this.
2: I I came about watching it. I'd seen it advertised on Skype and just it was one of those that I just kept forgetting to put it on. Um, we sat down with a family the other day and they were moaning at me for watching so much golf. So I was like, right, what can, what can I find which is not directly golf but it's still somewhat golf and I stumbled across a Rob so Robin Ramesh. Um, they're two of my favorite comedians anyway Uh, for those who don't know Rob Beckett and Ramesh Ranganathan they are excellent together uh Rob by the looks of it has just about picked up a golf club in the last (laughs) year or so in lockdown Ramesh hadn't at all um if you haven't watched it yet it's on Sky One go go and get it go and start watching it it was hilarious my brother as soon as he got in from work he put it on and watched it as well um just the way they, they, they tee off at, at Wentworth, getting Justin Rose involved. I was giggling from start to finish and Man, I was crying. Very, A, very, yeah. very envious as well. Getting to go. I mean, there are not many people get to play St. Andrews, the home of golf. And for your very first golf shot ever. <laughs> <laughs> your, so, right, let's, let's paint the picture here. Rob.
1: Rob has clearly, and what I, they start off the, like the show, Rob, and they're driving along and uh, they're talking like, so how how quickly have you got hooked into this game? He's like, yeah, the, the slide into golf addiction has been rapid. Um, and I think we can all, like, I just started laughing because I was like, we can all relate to that. We go from like picking up a club, having never picked up a club and then be like two minutes later, you're like, I love this game. Tell me how I get to Portugal. Tell me how I do this. Tell me how I do that. And he's clearly on that journey now, which I think is great. Um, and then he challenges, they drive up to St. Andrews and, and, and so Rob's like, yeah, I might, I might have done it here. We brought him to like one of the hardest golf courses in the world and his first ever golf shot, his first ever effort at the Swinging Golf Club is going to be on the first tee at St. Andrews. I'm like, what on earth is going Like I was, to be fair, he made contact. I was like, I mean, good effort, but yeah, it was never going to, it was never, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it was never going to go well, was it? But um, yeah, I was crying absolutely crying laughter the whole way through mainly because it's so relatable right you're i was watching it just going yep done that yep done that in there I relate to that that's great love that oh yeah loved it absolutely loved it
2: and it's 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 the type of show as well that's it's enjoyable for anyone just, almost, almost, golf, almost sounds like I'm, I'm making a pitch for someone here but my mom gets sick of the amount of golf that i watch on tv so um she was like Oh yeah, put it on. And she, again, she absolutely loved it. So I think if, yeah. if you start having a watch, jump it on. If your partner doesn't like golf and hates how much golf you play, they will
1: thoroughly enjoy this show and be looking at you like, yeah, this is you, isn't it? And you'll be like, yeah, man, this is yeah. me,
0: 100%. I mean, just some particular highlights for me. I mean, <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when Rob was caddying for, for Beef and he was being asked for tips on how to how he should be playing a particular hole, I mean, the phrase, yeah, I just fuck it down the middle. I'm I'm now going to add that to my on-course vocabulary because that was just absolutely gold when he said (laughs) that. It was just just incredible. And then from going there to his apparent self-rule, which is um, he he tees off doesn't really give a shit where the ball goes. If there's any kind of even a hint that he's not going to be happy with the shot, he just says, no fuck it, I'll go down the fairway and just take a drop. <laughs> just,
1: it's definitely not a rule, but I mean to yeah. watch it. The for me, the driving range with Justin Rose, I was I was literally I was in tears. The A, a and Rob actually improved after Justin's lesson, but the the, there was one moment where they're on there, and I can't remember which, which guy it was. They take a shot, and you just hear this immediate dung. <laughs> like, you, know, you know, it's the classic shank the side. The side
2: <laughs> They've hit, like, a, a TV like stand or something. I'm just like, this is... It was at that stage as well. I was watching that. I thought, they actually now look genuinely nervous. You know, we're <laughs> kind of TV people are almost, not above the law sort of thing, but they're there to make TV, and there's certain parameters that they're just going to get away but they're to make TV but they looked actually nervous they were putting someone in danger on the drive I think when
1: you've got when like Rob was clearly in a place where he understood the the occasion like he understood that they're very privileged to be playing at such amazing courses and Andrews Wentworth etc and he I think he was partly nervous because he's like I'm I'm loving this game I now know how much of a thing this is he's like i don't want to fuck this up <laughs> yeah. uh, and, just, and i think we can all as again one thing that i been watching around this is so relatable for all golfers like watching this i just i can see myself going through the journeys that they are that they're doing i mm-hmm. thought and just the way it ends in e when they're uh, when they get the do the long drive they're like you'll be my golf buddy now won't you and he's like i'm absolutely you're gonna be your golf buddy now Like i'm hooked i'm like this is how it starts all you need is one person to get a good hit off the tee and you're hooked
0: you're absolutely right. It's like because we could you yeah, we can all relate to, uh, I suppose, the first time we played, whatever you want to call it, like a big boys course or a big girls course. Um, you, that feeling of on the tee of like, oh, oh, this is this looks this looks more difficult than I've played before. All of a sudden, not quite sure I fancy this, and really don't want to fuck this one into the trees.
2: They did look so nervous on the team yeah. Rob, Rob's practice swing, we took a divot out the tee. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Mud off the
1: tee. Uh, I mean, I will, I
0: will. Yeah, exactly. Mug power I mean, I will. I will finish our fight by saying we that 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 never finishes. I've still frequently addressing the ball on the tee. And we still have an absolute wallop in my back from someone taking practice shots and hitting a divot into my back. That still happens. Um,
2: (laughs) We have one friend who is consistently guilty of it as well. I I just, if you have
1: not watched that show yet, Robin Ramesh versus Golf, go and watch it. It is, it's, we've not not done it any justice there as well. No, we haven't one this has just heard us giggling away, thinking about moments on the show. We, this is made for shit listening. I've no doubt about it. Just go and watch it; you'll love it.
0: We used up all our good reviews on the on Tiger. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we're, we're we're amateur hackers. There's only there's only so much good reviewing we've got in it, So just you know, give us the free pass on this one. <laughs> Segwaying on from um, Robin Ramesh, obviously any any time that there's exposure for golf at a sort of an amateur level or a beginner entry level on tv can only be a good thing right because all the way through last year golf had a massive boom mainly because it's one of the only things you could actually do in a lot of the restriction situations but without a doubt definitely a whole new group of people up and down countries you know around the world picking up golf for the first time the big thing we need to address is obviously how does that carry on now 2021 we're probably going to be in a similar situation i guess i'm not gonna i'm not even going to go into the reads of restriction and what's going to happen with ending lockdown but you can be pretty sure that there are some whisperings around early march as being the first time you might be able to play golf again so you can guarantee there's going to be that kind of upsurge of people picking up for the first time again so where chaps where do we think golf can go from here is there anything that it needs to capitalize on or is there anything that started changing in the last year, do we think, that kind of needs to kind of carry on with momentum? Have we, have we got to a tipping point where things are starting to change a bit? Yeah, Who wants to I'll, go on this?
1: One? Yeah, I'll jump. I'm, I'm, I'm worried for golf. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I know it's in a boom. I know everyone is loving golf. I, I don't know how to say this without it coming across as, I don't know what the word is. I'm worried golf's going to fuck it up again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: I'm worried that golf clubs, they're loving, not they not loving life. That's, that's not the right phrase. They know that they've got lots of them have got waiting lists now. Right. So I see it a lot of the time on Twitter, etc. Lots of 50% of clubs, 45% of clubs, whatever it is, have now got waiting lists, which is amazing. Like genuinely amazing. I absolutely love that. I, I, you know, I think that's I genuinely think that's fantastic well done my issue is that golf clubs start thinking that they are the reason that those waiting lists exist and they start making decisions that they the same decisions they made 10-15 years ago which led to the decline of golf so they start I know it's classic supply and demand I know it's business but they start adding on giant joining fees they start adding on extra cost to membership like they just start ramping up prices or whatever and the game that was starting to get more realistic and more accessible is now going to go back the other way um and as a result in five years time we'll be having the conversation of oh look we're back to where we were how did this happen i thought we'd done all our good marketing and got people through the door so that is a genuine concern that we as a community and i'm including us in this by the way um as a golf community that we as a community don't do the right things to keep the game going forward so i'm i'm, I'm really excited that we're going to have this conversation but that is for me like, i'm so, i'm worried about it like i'm worried that we make the same mistakes we did five ten years ago
0: so are you kind of thinking that the golf clubs are thinking they've got it sussed because right now there's the supply and there's the boom but that kind of um, it causes them to sort of rest on their laurels and think about and think that everything they've been doing for the last 7,500 years is still the way to do it, basically.
1: I I 100% ride the wave. Obviously, you're a business. Ride the wave. Like, Make sure that you get as many people in through the doors now and make sure, and more importantly, make sure you deliver an outstanding freaking product, whether that's the course, the community, whatever it is, and keep them in this game. Keep them at your club. Keep them in this game. Keep them excited about this sport. I have spoken and heard from many general managers, et cetera, who I know are of the thought process of supply versus demand. Let's now jack up prices. That's, and it's not everyone by any stretch of the imagination. i like, and I know it won't be everyone, but I know the thoughts are there. And that really concerns me. That genuinely concerns me because I think we then, and they just end up in five years time back to where we were again.
2: It's yeah, it ties directly in with what I was gonna say. It, it ties in with the problem that we had post-first lockdown, it ties in with the problem that we have um, on a fairly regular basis. It's tea times for nomadic golfers. You know, a lot of people that have come into the sport now, they're not gonna jump straight into a membership. If, you know, like Peter Finch said on on the show last week, the challenge is not getting someone to the driving range and, and getting them to swing at a golf ball, it's then encouraging them to go onto the golf course. There were very, very few clubs that we could get onto to go and play around a golf post lockdown. And I completely okay. understand the golf club's perspective. They want to give preference to members. And that Absolutely. is exactly what the membership is for. You know, you yeah. you deserve the preferential treatment. But having said that, if you're going to harness all these new members, there has to be, I don't have a solution for it. And I have no idea how the golf clubs are going to manage it, but there needs to be more T-times for the nomad golfers, for the guys that are like us, that don't have memberships, to travel around the M25, to go and play with their mates. It's, it's a tough one. But like Peter Finch said, it's going down the drive range is easy. It's getting someone into the game and keeping them in the game is getting them out into a golf course and getting them to enjoy it. And that, I think, is going to be a struggle because you know tea times are likely to be reduced as it is. Uh, and then getting on, who knows? I think
0: the first thing, first thing that can get sorted and i'm i'm sorry i have had a moan about this before but i'm gonna moan about it again. <laughs> it's gonna happen again I can guarantee which is that when when lockdown gets eased and it will get eased i'm happy to report it will get eased <laughs> yeah, at, some um, point. at some point um driving ranges for the love of god set up bookings keep it Set <laughs> up hour slots, yeah love it stop, stop just Having a turn-up and queue situation, because that is that's just not the way forward at all. As you know, we I'm sure loads of people listen to this who've had experience of, you know, what lockdown ends, you want to go and hit some balls. Um, and you go down, if you can't book a slot ahead, you're met with a queue of half an hour, 45 minutes an hour. Guess what? If you had that one time, you're not going to go back to that driving range. Who's got Who's got time to queue for 45 minutes to go and hit golf balls? Right? Mm. No one's No one's got that time.
2: It's the um, 21st century as well. Like what are yeah. driving ranges doing? Cool. And to be
1: honest with you, like this is this is where I've, I, you know, I've had conversations this week with with businesses, and I'm saying, look, you d- they businesses driving ranges included, like the 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 driving range that I go to has booking as a result of COVID. I hope, I really hope they keep it. I don't know why they'd get rid of it now. It seems to be a great system. They're fully booked the whole time. You then don't have to deal with, as you said, waiting. It doesn't hamper anyone's experience. It probably makes life much easier to manage the place. Um, I, I don't imagine clubs like like places would get rid of the booking system. I think that's that for me is huge. That for me is a big, a big value add for a consumer that I can just go, yeah, I want to book at 8 p.m. Great, perfect, down, done. Got my hour slot. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a change for those that have got it I don't think they'll change I hope they won't change back for
0: sure so the, the only other question I've got and apologies has literally just come to me now so I'm 100% going to put you guys on the spot so apologies <laughs> if I don't have the
1: answer all well, I can dive into it. the way as well so Phil you know. <laughs>
0: um, pitch and putt
1: yeah
0: how many is this like, apologies I've, I've not been to pitch and putt for like probably since I was about 10 I <laughs> sure. think are they still a? Th- are these still like a proper bona fide thing that are out there? Because sure, if there's part of me which thinks that's where the opportunity is. That is that is the next extension of going from a driving range to actually being out on a course, <laughs> not a course.
2: Yeah. So i I mean, I'll jump in with that one. I, so I grew up. It was actually my granddad who got me into the to the game of golf. He sawed down a couple of old golf clubs, uh, a couple of his old ones. Watched up a, a grip and I went out with him, pitch and putt. There were two local courses. They are no more. Neither of them. Oh, Those really? Two courses that I first learned to play golf on. I've never, to be honest, I can't say I've been looking, but I've never seen um, any other pitch and putt courses. So I wouldn't know.
1: I mean, a, a prime example of this, I think, and I think this will probably happen more, Hobridge in Woking, they've got the main course, a nine hole course, which is like a nine hole oh, yeah, course and a par three course and I think for me if you if you remember there or you start your journey there they've got the driving range it's got track man in every bay you then move on to the par three course you then move on to the the uh, the nine hole course and then you move on to the the full course I think that for me is a, a beautiful perfect setup for taking someone on the full journey of never swan a golf club to golf addict and is never going to leave the game so I would love to see more of that I think for me, a big, big part of this is getting people involved in your communities, like clubs really building communities and getting people into their community, I think is a huge, huge, huge aspect of this. Um, because if someone plays a couple of times, like they're not, if someone plays a couple of times, you know, a couple of times a month, they're questioning whether they're going to renew their membership. If they don't know anyone in the community, they're definitely not going to renew their membership. I think they've just got to get, in my opinion, as a, as a, As a community, golf, we need to get more people involved in the community side of it, not just the
2: playing the golf. That that was the second point I had written down, actually, was golf clubs have really got to take a serious look and go back, I think, go back to the drawing board and have tiers of memberships. We've spoken about it before. You know, those that you're charging the most money for, typically those that can play the least amount of golf. Um, It drives me nuts. uh, yeah, I mean, I I I wouldn't have a, a membership either way. I don't have a car, and I live in East London, so there's no chance of me being able uh, to realistically get to a golf course that regularly. But there are there,
1: see- there are courses that now do, and there are courses that now do. Um, I, don't, I should I give them a shout out? Yeah, why not? Guilford Guildford Golf Club. Um, Tom is the uh, GM or club secretary there. They've got an awesome, awesome, awesome model awesome model like it's they've got your unlimited golf but then if you don't want to join the full membership you can basically there's different tiering systems based on how much you want to play and i was like you know why this is so great is because it makes sense Like like someone like like me who lives relatively close who doesn't want i don't want to commit to a full club membership where you know i then don't feel like i can come play rounds of golf with you guys every other week but if I can go there and I can go, well, I can commit to twenty rounds of golf. I'm in, like, great, like, perfect. Because I'll play my twenty rounds of golf, and then I don't feel guilty about going and playing somewhere else the week after, or you know, somewhere else. I'm not, I'm not tied to that club, and I'm fairly certain they like, from what I understand through brief conversations with them. I hope, I really hope it doesn't mind me <laughs> showing this stuff. But they, they're getting, you know, they're they're not. You they've got limited green fees for us nomadic golfers because their membership is now so good um, that they're just because they've got people these, on these different tiers that people want to be part of the club they want to be involved in the club they just don't want to be a full uh, membership but I fear that
2: go back. I was going to say, I I fear that's where in a year's time, if if clubs don't alter and adjust, they're going to have a bunch of people that are new into the game that are really excited about playing, sign up to a membership. They're like, yes, I'll pay the fee. Then for whatever happens, the amount that they're playing starts to slow down. Then it comes to the end of the year when it's due due for renewal again. And they're like, let me break down how much I actually played. Okay, that averages out at, wow, that's a lot per round. that's how golf clubs are going to lose members (laughs) that's 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 like my gym membership Um, (laughs) oh
1: brilliant but but like and i and i but i don't think like i think again we've got to get past the point of got people joining golf clubs and thinking that it's just the golf right but uh, the problem is lots of golf clubs do act in that manner and i think the more we get people involved when you join you know it sounds really silly but when you you know you you play five a side with your mates and it's actually, there's so much more to it than actually just the football, right? And it's the same in golf. There's so much more to this game than is just hitting the ball around the golf course. And I think the more we get people involved in that world, the less likely they are to leave and they'll, they'll enjoy it. Like you've, just got to, you've got to increase the level of enjoyment and you've got to increase the level of getting people involved in the comps, etc. I just, yeah, I don't know how, think, I'm not the expert here. I'm I just think
0: going back to you know. the pathway thing, in terms of converting the kind of interest from top golf hitting balls at the range and wait as as Pete Finch says where do you go from there and this is where I think you know and look I don't know the finances but maybe but surely is there not a bit of a remit where certain golf clubs could have an affiliation or even an Mm. ownership of these pitch and putts or these par three courses you make them cheapish and you don't even need them to be to members you make access you make them accessible you allow a moderate loosening of maybe some golf etiquette like i'm not saying obviously you're driving a buggy into the pond or whatever but you know (laughs) you know it doesn't need to be like i know you don't need to have official golf shoes as an example right um that's the natural progression that's where you're going to get people kind of starting to kind of see okay i don't need to play on the big course and i'm probably not ready to and i don't want to spend 70 quid on some green fees but i'll happily pay 15 quid to go and Work my way around a pitch and yeah. putt course afterwards, and guess what? If you give them access to your pro shop and the bar afterwards, they're gonna they're gonna bring some cash into your club. So yeah. I just feel like there's a bit of a weird, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a gap that I feel like could really easily be fixed by I don't know, maybe a little bit of I don't know if it's prestige or clubs feeling they can't do this because they want to be premium, but having attachment to something like a pitch or a smaller course, which again just provides that. Pathway for interested players. Um, again, that's a business top tip. If anyone wants to take that idea and run with it. You're welcome. Um, it came <laughs>
1: There's all kinds of barriers and limitations to that in terms of like land available, etc. And, and sure, sure. Let's, say,
0: let's, say, let's say that, let's say that using Ben's example, there's a pitch and putt course that's existed for years and years and years. That's in danger of being sold off or mm-hmm. is falling into disrepair. You know, clubs have a bit of a responsibility outside of just their immediate club. Right to their community is how it needs to start developing a little bit more. It's a little. I feel golf clubs at the moment are a little bit of an island and a little bit of a closed shop.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I've, I've. Yeah, I. I really like this idea. I think you're right. I think if there was a good level of progression from driving range to full course, that would make it much less threatening. I think that's. I think that's really really good. I actually really like the idea of a course having an affiliation with or owning a a par three course or whatever and you know your members your full members get free access to that whenever they want like that kind of that kind of deal but again i don't i don't know the finances of a golf club and and realistically how that how that would work but yeah it's in that is an interesting point of view and like that's probably why you look at the likes of hobridge and they're Boomer. smashed out fully booked all the yeah. time because you you know you really it's, can. A, good,
2: it's a good little golf club hobridge. It's great yeah, it's little great
1: eighteen hole course is a pretty good course I've, as well. I played the nine hole there several times. I thoroughly enjoy it. Like it's it's a good nine hole course. Like it's it, it's a good track. I think the the more you can get people into that world. Yeah Tim you're right. I'm 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 on board with this. I just don't know physically how it happens but yeah I'm on board with it. More nine holes, more pitching butts more more stuff like that for sure. Yep. Yeah I'm and in-
0: again and again, guys, if you're listening, let us know your thoughts. Let you know. Let's know if you've had a if you've had a problem. Let's say in terms of actually being able to get out and play golf. If you is this something you've experienced yourself? If you try to find somewhere to play golf but you can't, or everything's been booked, or you're not sure if you're ready to go onto a big course yet, and you're not sure what your next step is, let us know. We'd love to hear if, kind of your experiences and, Can and we, any trouble I, you've been having.
1: This, this is what I want to know. I want you because we're 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 fairly well limited to the Southeast here, mm. but I want to know if there is like tag them, tell like send us the links for outstanding par three courses, pitch and putts, short courses. Yeah. Like I want to see these because I bet they're uh, so, so much fun to play as well. Say that again. Well,
0: maybe, maybe that's, try. maybe that's what we're after. Maybe someone, someone give us the name of what you think is a really, really, really good, like pitch and putt course or like something like that. And maybe, once this is all, once we're actually free to go back into the world again, maybe us three will go and play it for ourselves.
1: I love it. Video it, film it, challenge. Wait, I mean, Ben's fucked because he's, excuse my language, Ben's screwed because he's got wedge Wedge game is,
2: is intact. But <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, it's what I actually need the most. <laughs> <laughs> short pitch and putt is what my game needs the most. Uh, yeah, I, I'd i be well up
1: for finding some really decent short tracks and par threes, pitch and putts. We well up for that agreed
0: awesome awesome sweet so i think we've covered i mean actually so much more than i thought we we're going to cover but <laughs> <Yeah>. pleasure, <laughs> pleasure as always anything else to add before we wrap this one up
1: anything else next week
0: next week who wants to talk
1: chris i'll just do
0: i'll just teaser
1: We've, we've, I mean, we've, we've screwed this up once before by, by mentioning a guest's name before they actually come on. But um, next week we have lined up to have Steve Furlonger on. He is, I mean, his growth on social media has been incredible over the last couple of weeks. He's all about power, getting more power in your golf swing, ground reaction forces. It's going to be excellent. Uh, luckily, what we're going to do is take his sciency brain and hopefully turn it into language of that that we can all understand. He's quite good at that, anyway, if I'm honest. But um, I'm looking forward to it. It's that he's got the same tech that Bryson uses. I think he's the only person in the UK with this tech. It's yeah, it's awesome. So I'm looking forward to having Steve on next week.
0: Brilliant. Look forward to it. As ever, keep yourself well, keep safe, and we'll see you next week. Thanks all. Okay, guys thanks so much for listening if you've enjoyed this podcast subscribe and leave us a review it massively helps us out as ever the podcast brought to you by sunday red golf the world's best golf club join up for events coaching content and what loads more head on over to sundayredgolf.co.uk and also by tour champ now when lockdown ends how would you look? set up your own race to Dubai with all your mates. Head on over to tourchamp.co where you can make that happen.